Welcome to this week's Intro to Comics. I'm Alex Eschback. And I'm the not-so-mighty Bostones. Oh, why'd you even have to bring that up? <laughs> I just wanted to make you feel really bad. We, Alex and I had a, a lengthy pre-podcast discussion uh, where everything was great and happy, and I really wanted to bring the mood down immediately. Yeah, now, now I'm in mourning, so thank you. <laughs> Alex is wearing all black. Uh, and... I mean, I am a little happy because I don't get enough chances to wear my veil, at least have a reason today. <laughs> yeah, usually it's when you're singing Helena by your favorite band, My Chemical Romance. Yes, naturally. I actually did just read a book where they were an entire chapter in the book. Oh, yeah. Did you enjoy yeah. that chapter or did you skip it? No, no, I, I read it. Uh, it didn't. It actually gave me a lot of insight into Gerard and Mikey that I didn't that I didn't know before. Uh, yeah, if this is your first time listening to the henchman of, of comics, uh, it is a running joke here that Alex absolutely hates Gerard Way. He has claimed that he is his nemesis, yes. uh, uh, which I don't believe that Gerard Way has ever confirmed or denied, though, to be fair. That also uh, makes me the best kind of nemesis. Yeah. An unknown one? Yeah. Well, okay. Think about it like this. Like you read, more dangerous for sure. You, you've read Nick Spencer's recent Spider-Man run, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Kindred despo- destroyed Spider-Man's life. Spider-Man had no idea who Kindred was. Yeah, but see, spoilers for Kindred by uh, by Amazing Spider-Man by Nick Spencer. Uh, you get three seconds. Isn't it just Harry Osborn? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's the, it's the devil you know, man. Yeah. He's played Chosen Oklahoma. The devil you, he, know. He, you probably heard about me. <laughs> From this podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, this is a comic book. Po- Again, if you, this is your first time listening, this is a comic book podcast uh, where Alex and I talk about everything but comic books. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Welcome I in. couldn't think of a single Boston's comic book reference. They were in Clueless. There has not been a Clueless comic, sadly. Uh, is there not one in Deadly Class by Rick Remender? No, because they never reached the 90s. No, that's uh, not true. Now, that's 100% a lie. Because in the newest, one of the newest issues, they talk about Jawbreakers, Dear You, and that album came out in 93 or 94, I want to say. Well, there you go. So maybe they just don't think that that's a good band. So basically, I'm going to go to a con, see your mentor, and confront him about not mentioning the Mighty Mighty Boss Jones. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure they're, well, I guess it's in, they're in the final arc, so it's too late. You can't put it in there now. Uh, they can always bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't foresee that happening. Goon came back. Uh, yeah, it did. Yeah. Um, Superman came of, back after Doomsday killed him. Speaking of coming back, uh, to kick off this week's news, uh, Saga is back on the shelves this week. Uh, it was on a three-year hi- hiatus. The comic books by Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples. It is back. Uh, if you want to go grab it now, you absolutely should. You should probably read the fifty-four issues that preceded it, though. Just my opinion. Yeah, that, that's a good tip. Yeah, issue 55 is out now. I could not have been more excited. Went and grabbed it. I've already read it. And uh, Alex is not, so I told him every single page and just read it to him in our pre-chat. So happy about it. Yeah. What do you, what do you think of my, to, of my break? That's the best way to experience the, me- the medium. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I didn't show Alex panel by panel, but I did kind of like do, we're on Zoom right now. So I showed him a big, broad view of it. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't read any of the speech bubbles. <laughs> uh, everyone like, kind of looked vaguely like Gru. Uh, yeah, it's it's already dark. It's already fucked up. It's already yeah. everything that you knew and love about Saga, which is the best comic book in the game. Uh, there you go. Um, well, that's not true because you just mentioned Deadly Class earlier. Yeah, I Deadly Classroom. Is there a new? Is that the follow up? Deadly Classroom. Oh, I wish that'd be amazing. Is that starring Brie Larson? I'll, I'll, I'll take anything in, in that world. And Jacob, whatever that kid's name is, uh, Rosencrantz. <laughs> yeah, uh, nope. Nope. Gildenstern. I don't know. <laughs> I think they're both dead. They are. Yeah, Rosencrantz and Gildenstern yeah. are both dead. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Jeremy Sisto. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> like I'm Jeremy Sisto. All right, uh, Alex. Did you hear about the uh, Tennessee school district this week? What they yeah, did? Panning mouth. Yep. Uh, Art Spiegelman's, uh, which honestly, I don't, I've never read Mouse before, and it's like always more or less. I just never picked it up, but like now, like they drive me, like, oh, I need to buy that. I mean, it's incredible. And if you don't know, it is a book about the Holocaust. Uh, so a school board in Nashville voted unanimously, uh, to remove Mao from their reading list and ban Uh, it. I do want to say though, it's not about the ho- it's not just a Hollis, it's Bible goes Holocaust. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I love that. <laughs> I didn't see that movie in school, but I can't believe that they they banned that film. Just government censorship. They don't want yeah. us to know about the Holocaust. Yeah. I did like, did you see Neil Gaiman's tweet? Oh no. What did he say? Uh he was said he, was he, wait, said, I hope he was for it. Well, it's basically, yeah, for he's like, man. he's like there to and like to summarize him, uh, it was basically just uh, there's only one kind of group that bans books about the Holocaust. <laughs> what was it? Well, well, is there a follow up? Yeah, is there a punchline? Because cats, cats hate mice. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons I saw that uh, they brought it to the board to to be banned was because there is nudity in the book. Uh, but if you have never read now, uh, it is a story where that is written uh, where mice are Jewish people in the Holocaust and cats are the Nazis. And there's a naked mouse in the film or in the book. Uh, and they thought that was explicit nudity. Yeah, because Mickey Mouse wears pants. <laughs> <laughs> Although Jerry doesn't wear pants. Wait, and Tom and Jerry, which one? Tom is the cat, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Jerry doesn't sense. wear Tom pants cat. either. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. So there is Jerry a precedent. Is swinging for, dick. For, yeah, for for pant for pantless mice and children's entertainment. Yeah, Jerry's got. If you look back on like season three, episode five, I know it by heart. Jerry has a raging boner. Go check it out. It's like twelve minutes. I didn't realize that you were had such a deep dive into the Warner Brothers animated history. I I actually grew up loving the shit out of Tom and Jerry. Uh, Looney Tunes. All yeah, it's shit. weird. The same here. Like, I'll watch a ton of Looney Tunes, and but I'd probably have zero interest in watching anything like it now. I mean, the Lo- they're they're back on HBO Max. The Looney Tunes are there. Yeah. So we've never spoken about it, but yeah, there you go. Go watch it. I guess. Um, here's some more news for you, Alex. We got a Moon Knight trailer. Did you watch it? A hundred percent. Holy shit! You're not a big trailer guy, but I bet you were fucking. 
rock hard for this one. Yeah, uh, I've watched that trailer a few times actually. Oh, have you really? Yeah, that goes. That's huge. You must be really excited for this. Yeah. Oh man, is that? I don't know. Did we last week? Did we talk about? No, it's going to be in this episode. We're talking about what we're most excited for. Okay, cool. Oh wow. Oh yeah, you sent me a list of that. I'm going to have to just like read nine titles off of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to read one. I'm disciplined. <laughs> yeah, you're way better than me at that. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead has been cast <coughs> in the new Ahsoka TV show. Oh yeah, I saw that. I completely forgot about that. But yeah, that, that's exciting. I, I always like Mary Elizabeth Winstead. She was great as Huntress in uh, Birds of Prey. She was all right as Huntress in Birds of Prey. She was fantastic uh, in Scott Pilgrim. As and Ramona. She was also, um, absolutely amazing. Uh, absolutely still every scene she was in, in in the Fargo television series as well. Check that out if you haven't seen it. And she was oh. great in Die Hard 4. Was she really? Yeah. Cool. She was uh, Bruce Willis's daughter. John McClane's daughter, I should say. <laughs> she played Bruce Willis's daughter in the film. <laughs> uh, Scream has officially taken down No Way Home at the box office for a week, and then No Way Home was back on top the next yeah. week. Yeah, you didn't let me finish that. Yeah, you ruined my joke. You absolutely <laughs> ruined. Good for my Scream joke. and good for No Way Home. Well, I can I can do that joke again because. Black Panther has just started production. Oh, and it got shut down already. Yeah. <laughs> Black Panther started production and it got shut down in the exact same week. Great. Wonderful. Yeah. Fantastic. That movie's never going to come out. Um, in, in really sad news, one of the actors in Moon Knight, the, uh, the villain. Yeah. The villain. Yeah. Gaspard. And I'm going to butcher his last name, even though I took French for five years. Uliel. Uh, Passed away in a skiing accident. Holy I know, which, which is awful too. And like, from like what I read, like it was like a true accident to where like he was trying, he got caught up with like another, another skier, and then the skier were, was uninjured. Uh, but oh man, yeah, how brutal. Uh, the rest of our news is on a lot happier note, or maybe on a equally dark note, because it's all about the Batman. Uh, there's like four bits of news that came out that I thought were relevant. There was way more that came out. Uh, two hour and 55 minute runtime. Way too long. That is incredibly long. And it is definitely too long. I love watching Batman, but that's going to be a, a Me too. And I, I'm confident that I will love that movie. But even then I'm just like, yeah. cause I know I will get up at least once as part of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Apparently they've cut off more than an hour. I Apparently saw that too. Yeah. Theater. Yeah. For test audience was over four hours. I cannot wait reason. for like the Lord of the Rings extended cut version. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, just release an extended cut, release a director's cut, and you'll be fine. Um, apparently, it's according to Matt Reeves, it's essentially a horror film, or it toes the line of a horror film. We'll see. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, the score has been released for the Batman movie. I don't care. Yeah, uh, I've never once. I I am a huge movie buff, as are you. But I've never been that kind of person that's like I, I listen to the score of this movie. No, no, I like I like soundtracks. I don't give a fuck about the yeah. score. Yeah, exactly. Unless it's a Neo Morricone, rest in peace, you beautiful man. I don't give a shit about the score. Nobody's yeah. making the good, the bad, and the ugly. And like so, and like, there's scores I like a lot, and like there's memorable yeah, moments. John Williams, film, of course. Amazing. Like and, uh, Danny Elfman as well too. Danny Elfman's yeah. unreal. Yeah, yeah, but even then, I'm just like uh, I'll never listen to the score. 
I'll listen to this. I'll listen to Danny Elfman sing What's This a thousand times over. Sure. Uh, well, you also have children too. So I'm sure I do. Sure well, I love that song. And I also love Oingo Boingo. And I love his solo record that they put out last year. Yeah. There you go. Uh, apparently, uh, Riddler uh, has was inspired by uh, the Zodiac Killer in this film, which is a. Alex and I are both uh, big, I wouldn't say fans of serial killers, but we're both interested we don't have like uh, professionally yeah we don't have like go gacy go shirts yeah <laughs> anymore no. they got thrown away by our, our girlfriends and wives um but yeah that's super interesting to me no it, it, it's a good take i feel like it's a great take yeah it's yeah. a way to make the character dark uh especially after what we saw with jim carrey and paul dano might actually be the zodiac so I, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, no. it's it's Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz is the Zodiac killer. Yeah. But it and they're like, be. Paul Dano wasn't born when that happened. I'm like, he's probably a time traveler. Doesn't matter. Yeah. All right. Now we're going to talk about the best returning shows from uh, 2021. And okay. they are Ted Lasso, the other two, What We Do in the Shadows, How to with John Wilson, and I Think You Should Leave. There you go. So do you want, we're, every year we do our top five returning series that we watched this year. <laughs> uh, so, Matt, you, you want to give us your, your top five? I did. Yeah. Ted Lasso. Um, okay. yeah, the top two, five comic book related. Oh, um, no, I'm pass. Okay. Uh, because I didn't watch uh, enough <laughs> to qualify <laughs> for a top five. Okay, cool. Uh, but uh, I want to say there weren't that many great ones to begin with. Uh, well, I will disagree with you on that because my one and two are pretty amazing. Uh, well, I hey, I, I'm not saying that there's not a few, but are there five great? Yeah, actually, uh, my number five was season two of Snowpiercer, which the first season was a lot better. I thought it was going to be season two continued that. I didn't uh, know that there was a season two of Snowpiercer. Yep. In fact, season three started this week. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Uh, there's no sure. fanfare about that anywhere i know i'm pretty sure season two is on hbo max uh, as cool. well as season one um bill oh by the way alex feel free to and spoilers for everything that we're going to talk about if you yeah. haven't seen any comic book property from 2021 we might talk about spoilers yeah. so if there's any movie or television show that you didn't watch and you don't want it spoiled get the fuck out of here uh season two for snowpiercer sean bean has been added to the cast does uh, he die he does not die uh, from where I've seen, but he is fantastic. Like he plays the villain. He is a great villain uh, in the series or one of the villains, uh, I should say, uh, but the central antagonist uh, is one of the villains, the train naturally. It, it's of course, man versus nature, uh, but nature versus be- nurture. Are they still on the train? <laughs> yeah, they are. Uh, but to be digs is great in the series. Jennifer Conley is great as well, too. Uh, it's a show that, like, it's really. I just, I never thought I would like it as much as I, as I do, but I, I really, I really enjoyed every episode. My number four returning series. Oh, hold on, hold on, because I, to, since I'm not talking about anything here, I would like to ask you a few questions sure. on some of you. Um, is that okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, if you're going to fuck, Mary kill any of the three major characters in Snowpiercer, the television show, season two. Who's it going to be? Okay. Mary the train. Obviously. Uh, yeah. 
I mean, you nailed that one on the head. Yeah. Fuck the train. <laughs> two uh. for two. And kill the snow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a perfect three for three. It's a yeah. great score. Basically, Obviously, the snow is what's killing. I, I, I'm envisioning myself as a sun and a sun that never that's just shooting ozone layer beams into the sky. You can tell I'm a real climate scientist. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's what they call themselves too. Yeah. Climate scientists. Uh, my number four returning series uh, is Titans uh, for season three. That seems low for you. That seems uh, real low for you. With the, as big as a Titans guy you are. So it, it was really good. And there was there were moments that like they pulled off. I'm like, I cannot believe that, that this show is able to do this. Uh, the quality is actually season, season three was probably the best season to date of the series. Uh, and there's some major things that happens. I don't want to spoil for anyone that has not seen it yet, but it's on HBO Max for anyone that has not uh, taken the time to see it. Uh, what is your uh, least favorite moment from that season? Uh, my least favorite moment? Yep. <laughs> uh, minor spoilers for season three. Uh, but I'm not a huge character added. Uh, Starfire sister, Blackfire uh, from the comics as well. She's in some episodes. And I wasn't a huge fan uh, of Blackfire in the series. Uh, if you were to add any character uh, from the DC universe that's not in this comic book property, I'll ask you a, a decent question. Who would sure. you want to see added to this? Like uh, I feel like the like the the obvious answer is like Speedy Red Arrow, uh, Green Arrow Psychic because he has been a part of the Titans and the Teen Titans traditionally. Uh, but I just like to see the question in anything. Oh, yeah. even the question wouldn't fit thematically with the show. Uh, yep. it'd still be great. By uh, the way, and, if you're yeah. a fan of the question or the Jeff Lemire question book that came out in 2020. Or 2021, it might have been this year. Um, who, who the fuck knows? Time, what is time anymore? Yeah, it's it's just an infinite loop, man. That's the question. Uh, they're they're finally releasing an omnibus for the question by Denny O'Neill this year. So, oh, that's awesome. And season three sense. does take place in Gotham for, for most of the season. So it, he so the, that's where the question tends to operate too. So it could have worked. Yeah, there you go. Uh, my number hey, number three, three returning series is Star Girl. Uh, I got moved from DC Universe Streaming Network to the CW. Uh, it is far and away the best CW superhero show by, by that metric. But the show's still really fun. It's very lighthearted. It introduces uh, Jade, who's Green Lantern's daughter, Alan Scott's daughter from the comics. She's got introduced this season. Uh, the Shade as well. Another DC villain plays a big part this season that I really enjoy. And some actors I like. Uh, I think you probably enjoy him as well, but Ethan Embry from Can't Hardly Wait fame is in season two of Stargirl. Uh, my girlfriend. Uh, uh, so I would not know Ethan Embry's name if it was not for for my girlfriend. And I would not know Can't Hardly Wait if it wasn't for her. I watched it for the first time in 2021. Really? Wow. Can't Hardly Wait's an incredible movie. Great movie. Also, the title of the movie is taken from a replacement song of the same name. And that song also features in the movie. Uh, I just had to say that. That was his first role as a leading man that he like begged to get. And then he like kind of sort of made people upset because he was high the entire fucking time. He like shot the movie. <laughs> it worked. I felt like it worked fine. Yeah. It worked yeah. great. 
Yeah, it, it was great. And Callie Wait is a fantastic teen movie. Yeah. I, I think it's probably one of the most underrated teen comedies out there. It is, especially from the 90s. Uh, it was it was really, really great. We we did a big 90s teen comedy binge in 2021, and, and that was might have been my favorite one that I had to yeah, see. Or it was my choice. favorite one I had not seen. What about my, number two? What's, what's moving up? My number two, my number one, actually, I had them in different spots, but I finished the last two episodes of number of my now number one uh this past week and a half so i swapped him oh wow uh but number two was season three of doom patrol also on hbo max uh wait so that's your number two that's my number two okay, uh, doom patrol. it was great it was absurd it they brought in the brotherhood of dada it was a sisterhood of dada uh this season uh they brought in for anyone that's a uh Doctor Who fan. Uh, they brought in the actress. I can't remember her name, but she played the female version of the Master. Uh, and oh, Missy. Yeah, Missy. Yes. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, she's and great. She was fantastic, and she played her. She played off really well off the Doom Patrol and like the absurdity of it all. Uh, Brendan Fraser was fantastic as always. Matt Bomber was great. Uh, the entire cast was great. There, there was one episode, Minus Rollers, where they all got turned into zombies, which, which was a fantastic episode. Um, if you had to get stuck in the body of any of the Doom Patrol for forever, uh, uh, it's, you it's Cliff, because Cliff always wears punk rock shirts. This season, he wore Descendants <laughs> t-shirts, he wore a Rancid t-shirt, uh, he wore a Buzzcocks t-shirt. I mean, if you were in their body, you could wear whatever Nope, sorry. You, wanted. you don't have to assume their fashion sense. Nope. I assume that if I'm in their body, then I also get their wardrobe. And since Cliff's wardrobe... I mean, wardrobe, that makes sense, though, because does Alex Eschbach actually feel? <laughs> and I don't yeah. know that there would yeah. be any real difference there. <laughs> and Cliff does, in this season, get addicted to online poker, which, which like, I'll see myself <laughs> happening to, to me as well. Uh, my top returning series was season two of The Witcher on Netflix. Ah, uh, Okay. It was only eight episodes. They were incredibly tight episodes, uh, but every episode was so good. Uh, and it goes to really dark places this season, but you still have lighthearted moments when Jeskier, the bard, returns. Uh, this season is told in a linear fashion, unlike last season. So if you didn't like that part, it's not uh, of season one. They kind of corrected that, and they even have a bit of a meta joke about that as well, too, at some point in the season. Nice, uh, but the show is also incredibly violent. Uh, Henry Cavill reminds people as to why he is a leading man in Hollywood and should be as well too. Yeah, that leads me into my. I'm going to do. I apologize for you know retreading territory that we've already done on this episode, but I'm going to have. I'm going to do fuck Mary Kill again for you here, Alex, uh, with characters from The Witcher. I'm going to pick them, and they're we're going to do Henry Cavill, Geralt. Uh, Henry Cavill and Henry Cavill. Okay. So just Geralt, Geralt, and Geralt. Yeah. So, well, I'm dead in in any of those scenarios. (laughs) Yeah, every scenario, you're not only going to get it, but you're going to get it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Okay, so what we have, my top five returning and your top zero returning. So it was another successful segment. We fucking nailed it. Okay. I'm so proud of I'm so proud of both of us for doing 
uh, more than the bare minimum. So did you want to get into your top five? There is nothing that I would like more. Okay. There's absolutely nothing that I would like more. And uh, for a reminder for our six or 10, we only had one in common. Uh, yeah. Six or 10. Which by the way, was the worst six through 10. I think that we've ever had in, as far as in common. Yeah. hundred percent. Uh, but we but you also that predicted, our top five is, but you predicted that our top five was going to be not maybe necessarily in the same order, but exactly the same. And you feel yeah. like that our top two will be in the exact order as well. Man, I don't know that that's even true. Okay. I'm looking at it and I'm like, could be. Okay. So what was your number five? Uh, my number five, um, my favorite time of the year is Christmas time. And this show was an absolute perfect Christmas time accompaniment. Uh, Christmas time didn't feel quite right this year. Uh, it didn't feel quite right the year before it. Uh, but this definitely helped me uh, through a very uh, cold, weird winter. And that, of course, is Hawkeye, baby. You know, you mentioned I love this series. And like you mentioned Christmas time. And like, I feel like. Uh, I feel like this is a show out of all the Marvel series, even though there's ones that I like more than Hawkeye that I could probably see myself rewatching most. I didn't have any of them around Christmas. I mean, even, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at my top five right now and there are some really thing, things that I'm going to watch a lot of times, especially when I end up purchasing them when they come out. However, this is 100% going to be the thing that I rewatch throughout my life more than the rest. I love Christmas and this is just a perfect accompaniment for that. And I understand that there were better things that came out this sure. year. But I but think like eight, in a way, like not probably intentionally, but also like embodied just like Christmas joy and Christmas spirit as well too. Like the optimism of Christmas was carried through Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop in the series. Yeah. I mean, she's at the start of the series, just a complete innocent, for the most part, she's been through some some horrible stuff in her life, but none of that like is things that she like carries with her on the outside and things that make her like gruff or anything. She's just who she is unapologetically, and she's somebody who is really the the voice of innocence in a lot of way in this, and that that is the embodiment of Christmas. And it was just it was just really really fun. Uh, if you've never seen the Rockefeller tree fall down have you really ever experienced christmas that was such a great <laughs> yeah, moment it's a great question and the answer uh, I guess, i've never experienced christmas there's so many badass things uh and spoilers again that's the last time i'm not going to say it a billion more fucking times uh we watch kingpin probably get shot in the absolute fucking and not as kingpin but like vincent d'onofrio kingpin vincent d'onofrio kingpin is back and shot in the fucking face we get we get the bros. We, it's everything that I wanted. We got the bros. Was it as lighthearted as I wanted it to be? No, but we got a bunch of insane shit that came out of it. We got to see a, a different side of Hawkeye and Jeremy Renner. We got to really actually experience some grieving for Natasha through him. Uh, we got to continue the storyline from Black Widow that we saw early in the year. Like We got so many big payoffs from so many past properties and not necessarily that this is going to set up a ton of stuff like some of the other things that we're going to talk about do, but it still has big complications and big uh, ramifications down the line for Marvel. It's great. There's a, there's everything that you can want from this. Oh, hundred uh, percent. I'm right there with you, but now I'm going to jump into my top five or mm-hmm. my number five. 
which was also Marvel TV series, and it was Loki. Ah, yep. Uh, Loki, while didn't have like the optimistic joy of Hawkeye, it was still amazing and so much fun. It probably had, in, I don't think it made your top 10, but Falcon and Winter Soldier, Bucky and Sam were probably my, you know, this was a season for the Marvel TV series, Bucky and Sam, uh, Clint and Kate and Loki. And oh my God, what is, uh, Oh, and Wilson's character's name in the, in Loki. I couldn't tell you. Uh, Morbius? Call Morbius. Yes. Thank you. They were all like, in a way, like buddy cop shows and all, all those relationships were fantastic this season. But I really enjoyed the way Loki and Morbius put off each other. And you talked about the implications for the larger Marvel Universe. No series, I think, had a larger implication than Loki did. And even even though we only got him for one episode, Jonathan Major as Kang left an impression. Couldn't agree more. Uh, That's why my number four show for the year was Loki as well. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there for one second. Because my yeah, number four was Hawkeye. There we so, go. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll um, basically yin and yang right there. Yeah. Uh, if you want, I'll let you pick up with a few thoughts on Hawkeye before I go into Loki. Uh, just a couple things. Uh, we also got a handful of Lucky the Pizza Dog, which was fantastic as well, too. Yeah, we did. Uh, Jack Dukans as a swordsman was a great red herring and a lot of fun. A, a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be by the end of it. Uh, we got some PIM tech as well. And of course, we got LARPing in the MCU, which was great. Yes. Yeah. Believe me, I didn't forget about LARPing. That's That was one of my favorite scenes. Uh, and Hawkeye is Hawkeye. If he wants to go into your LARPing event, he can absolutely fucking do it. Is he really afraid of cops uh, stopping him from doing something? Absolutely the fuck not. He is who he is, and he is an unapologetic hero. But... He's also somebody that is not a piece of shit. He's a normal human being. He recognizes that other people out there are just living their lives and doing their own fucking thing. And he has no problems with that, no qualms with them. So he's not going to start shit just to do it. And I absolutely love that. And he got a friendship out of it, too. It was absolutely wild. So why don't you tell us about Loki? Oh, my God. I mean, it was an incredibly uneven series. aesthetically the prettiest looking thing that I saw all year, not even in comic book properties, but just in general, the concept that they did with the TVA unreal, the costuming in fucking sane, but that Jonathan majors episode uh, is one of the only things that I've rewatched this year. And I've rewatched it like three or four times just because it's absolutely incredible. There's so much to pick up on. There's so much nuance to it. It's just unreal. Uh, wow. is all I have to say about that. We get but just watching the relationships, the Owen Wilson, uh, Tom Hiddleston dynamic is hysterical. Uh, Owen Wilson needs to be in every Marvel property, I think, from now on. Yeah. Owen, Owen Wilson is an absolute. So you're saying like treasure. whenever like Samuel Jackson is done with Nick Fury, you have. Uh, Morbius become the new Nick, Nick Fury. Yeah. Oh, first, and 
we have Mobius coming out soon, and I I almost got confused for a second there, and got really mad. But no, a hundred percent. He just embodies that character. He made it his own for somebody that has never had a presence in the Marvel Cinematic Universe or in the Marvel comic book universe. That's really impressive. I really loved it. And I just liked watching what he did with the character. Uh, and Sylvie was great too. And then all of the Lokis. I mean, there are so many great moments. So many uh, cool, cool ass things. What's that? Uh, no, I know. I, I'm just agreeing with you. As you should. Uh, so we just got through our number four. So what was your number three? Oh man. So I think, like you said, our, our top five are going to be identical here. So let's see if yours matched up with mine for the top three here. Uh, but my number three property of the year was another television show, WandaVision. Okay, so we this is our second match of the year. Ah, uh, nice. You're three as well? Yeah, number three as well. Awesome. Uh, man, Elizabeth Olsen. Man, Paul Bettany. Man, Catherine Hahn. Uh, Every episode being something entirely different from the Halloween episode to with getting back uh, Quicksilver. Yeah, Quicksilver. Evan, I was thinking, I was trying to think of Evan Peters' name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the actor. Um, having him back, crazy. Um, God, uh, the Darcy of well, it all. And wow, like, there's just so many things to talk about. Uh, Randall Park as well, too, who was fantastic. Yeah, Randall Park. So many uh, people. That we didn't yeah. expect to see. And it's like one of those things to where like we knew the show would be emotional, but probably not as nearly as emotional as we were expecting. And like while we were excited that Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Bettany, and Catherine Holland all got nominations come award season, like I honestly think any of them could have won, especially the two leads as well. Because this show had more emotional weight than probably any series I've watched, probably closest to Ted Lasso had a ton of emotional weight as well that carried it off really well this season. But like no show, not not obviously not every show aimed for this, but no show show displayed grief better than one division. Yeah. It, oh man, that last episode. If you didn't cry at that, have you ever experienced I know, real loss you're a in your life? Like, I mean, God, that that took me back, and I I definitely thought about things that I hadn't thought about in a long time, and oh yeah, things I hadn't thought about. Man, just losing somebody that you love is the absolute hardest thing that you can go through and watching somebody do that in front of you and process that in real time and see what that means to that person, especially of insane. Uh, it's like watching the president of the United States uh, have like an inside look into their room when they, yeah, lose it, the person them. absolutely gut wrenching. Oh, I know. And, but funny at the same time, not, yeah, no, it, 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 well. it, it did the sitcom parodies. Well, it managed to pull that off while, balancing the darkness and the sadness behind it all. Yeah. And I mean, at the heart of it all was just a, a big fucking mystery. It was, it was 19 different television shows wrapped up into one and you were able to get so many different references from old, old television shows that, you know, our parents and grandparents loved and watched to shit that we watch now. And it was such a fucking wild ride from episode to episode. Just totally wild yeah really like i think the biggest tragedy between these marvel tv series that we got is uh only loki has been confirmed for a second season because one division's over because one's going to be in doctor strange 2 
for now. Yes. Uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, they announced basically there's going to be Captain America 4, the movie, which which I'm excited about. Uh, but I have come to love the TV shows. Yeah, and I mean, Hawkeye, I mean, they haven't announced yeah. any future plans for Kate or Clint. That's, that's, the, that's the one that gets me because Captain America 4, cool, I guarantee you we're going to get you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier in that. I, I also like that that's not in either of our top tens. You know, I'll think about this too. And before we end the episode, I'll talk about all the stuff we love that we didn't talk about. But Captain America Winter Soldier, even though it didn't make our top tens, it did probably have the most, I think, iconic moment of Wyatt Russell's US agent standing over that guy w- with the bloody shield. Yeah. And like, like I cannot wait to, to see that character again either. Oh yeah! Whenever he makes his next appearance, hopefully it's before Cap Four. Uh, I can't wait. Yeah. And we didn't really talk too much about the the Elena of it all in uh, in Hawkeye, but Julie Louis Dreyfus. Uh, what's her character name? Hydra. Thank you, Madam Hydra. Man, I was really hoping that we're going to get a lot more people working for her. Yeah, uh, I assume it will. It seems like they're setting up the like a Dark Avenger storyline. Yep. It's it's happening at some point. For yeah. Sure. I, I wouldn't be shocked if we get some more of that in Secret Invasion. Yeah. Okay. So what was your... We just matched on three. What was your number two of the year? Oh, man. Uh, my number two of the year uh, had the biggest twist in the first five minutes of a film that I've ever seen okay. in my life. So then your number two is my number one. Oh man, we didn't sync it up. Oh no. man, we okay. almost brought it home. So we'll just go ahead and say it, and we'll talk about them. Uh, we'll do the DC one first. But your number two, my number one is the Suicide Squad. Absolutely. Your number one, my number two is uh, what you gonna call it? Jupiter's Legacy. Uh, <laughs> is uh, Spider Man at No Way Home? Yep, absolutely. Okay, so we'll, we'll do the Suicide Squad first. Uh, I think the biggest twist did not happen in the first five minutes of that film. In that movie, you mean? Yeah, I think it happened later in that film. What's what are you what are you saying is the biggest? Whenever twist they go and kill all the guerrilla fighters, and it turns out that those were the peace fighters who were on their side. <laughs> See, that was just I don't know that I would classify that as a twist. I just think that that's fucking hysterical. Um, and and you and I talked before this. Next week, we're talking about Peacemaker. Alex has already started watching it. I have not, and I could not be more thrilled. I've got no spoilers for it. I could not be more excited to watch that. Anyways, um, holy shit, that was a great moment. That was yeah. so funny. It was just, I mean, I know we'll both, we we love everything James Gunn's. I, I've seen every single movie that James Gunn has done, uh, and he's not made a single bad one yet. Uh, even the ones he just wrote and didn't direct have all been great. I rewatched Slither this year and man, oh man, I, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense how such a, a gross, nasty film is as good as it is. Yeah. It, it's, it's so it's, much fun. Yeah. It's, it's that guy. It's, yeah, it's, it's James Gunn. Gunn yeah. Uh, but it's the Harley Quinn of it all. Uh, the scene where she gets out of, her chains and then just beats the shit out of everybody in the hallway. And you've got this magnanimous color, just popping out all over the place. Anytime she makes a kill, just these but insane flowers. King shark, King shark was amazing. 
Ratcatcher mm-hmm. 2 was great. Obviously, Johnson as Peacemaker was fantastic. Uh, Idris Elba was amazing as well, too, as Bloodsport. I love uh, the detachable kid. Yes, uh, for his <laughs> great scenes. And Weasel, of course, naturally. Uh, but also, too. Your like, favorite actor, Pete Davidson, is in it for a little oh, while. Yeah. But like I've always thought Joel Kinnaman was a fantastic, amazing actor. But like even him returning as Rick Flag was such was probably the best person to have returned as a main character because he was able to carry his weight. He, he was a nice foil against Peacemaker. They, they had yeah the same end goal, but but different routes for routes for, for how they want to get there. And his line too. Uh, as he gets stabbed in the chest by Peacemaker, a Peacemaker, what a joke, to me, is like the most iconic line uh, uh, of everything that we watched this year. Yeah. Oh, man. That one just like really hit deep oh, uh, in like a, in a whole different way. Like it was it was really cool to to watch somebody have a final line like that in a film that wasn't like a, a scared or like a fuck you. It was just kind of like no. a I mean, it was kind of a fuck you, but like the way that he said it and yeah, exactly it, the words that he said. It, it's because it was two things. Like one, Peacemaker's like reaction to it. Like Johnson is like this reaction to it because you can tell like that kind line of like cut him deep, but also the, the delivery of that line was handled so well too. Yeah. Oh, was it ever? Holy shit. Like this makes me want to go back and rewatch the, uh, the Suicide Squad. Yep. Uh, that is, that's, that's why it's as high up on my list is it was one of the only things that I did any rewatch of and I rewatched it within the exact same week. Yeah. And it's back on HBO max again for anyone that has not had a chance to see it yet or, or, or to rewatch it. By all means, go watch it. Uh, the, the star O shit's absolutely nuts. Um, God, having that, even though it's CGI was fucking wild seeing star O on my television yeah. screen. <coughs> star is going nuts too. Oh, yeah, just fucking people up. We were talking about um, Peter Capaldi as a thinker as well, too. And he was fun, too, in his in his role for his minutes. Yeah, I mean, you've got Polka Dot Man that we didn't talk about. And everything Polka Dot Man was unique and weird and funny. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into your number one and my number two, though. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, buddy. We talked about emotion with a little bit of Peacemaker and more with WandaVision. But I don't think either one of us expected No Way Home to be as emotional as it was. Yeah. Uh, how many times did the two of us cry between between us watching that film? Who who would have thought that like, okay, you're going to see this movie with three Spider-Men all talking to each other on the Statue of Liberty. And it's going to get so emotional the entire time. <laughs> I'm like, you're, you're a lunatic. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. you're going to cry like a little bitch. <laughs> you like, have clearly just been. Yeah. You've just That's been stealing all of the smokies that like that that that, that Matt sells and get from for being a great salesman. But this is <laughs> you've just taking you have a thousand milliliters in you right now, and this is why you're, you're telling me this. But a thousand then, milliliters? Good yeah. God, yeah. I know. But then I go see this movie and I'm stone cold sober throughout the entire thing, and I'm like, Andrew Garfield, I hated your films, but you were making me feel things right now. I was always of the mindset that Andrew Garfield was not bad. That the first film was not bad at all. I actually enjoyed it, but the electro nonsense of yeah. that guy having like weird fake teeth and and all that shit, super annoying in, in the second one. It's, but they totally redeemed Jamie Foxx. Yeah, 
He got he got a do over and he fucking crushed it. Yeah. They got rid of of the Green Goblin weird mask from the first Spider Man. They smashed the second that they fucking got and made a more Hobgoblin. Great. This awesome. film yeah, really only had film. one crime, and it, uh, and it was how it did the uh, the, the, the cut scene. Oh, that was dumb. That was so dumb. Um, the Aunt May giving us the with great power comes great yeah. responsibility version of that line uh, right before she dies. And the whole time I'm thinking there's no way they're actually going to kill her right here. Right. The, they're not actually going to do that. The, the way that like Sandman and Doc Ock and Green Goblin all treat Tom Holland's Peter differently. And they treated their Peter as well too. So that was a nice touch. Even though they're both Spider-Man, they're, they're still different in a way. And the redemption arc for Alfred Molina's Doc Ock, Willem Dafoe's performance as this Green Goblin, uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man being stabbed uh, through the, through the stomach as well too. Oh tragic. yeah, we 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 almost lost another fucking Spider-Man. I know. Jesus Christ, could you imagine if they had actually killed off? No, I it, it, it would have been too much emotion at that point. I think so too. Like I don't think that we would have been able to handle it. Although I will say, uh, both Tobey Maguire and um, and my boy Andrew are are both open to continuing their their storyline. I'll, I'll say, and it's a thing. I'll say this too: it could happen. I, it would never happen for the Oscars, but if they're like best supporting actor in a movie, uh, Andrew Garfield or uh, Tobey Maguire for. Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm like, they deserve a, a nomination for, for Best Supporting <laughs> Actor. I mean, we haven't even fucking talked about Zendaya and oh, and her timing, her weird goofiness, yeah. everything. She's so good as MJ. Yeah, and like what's... I, I loved her not being Mary Jane either. I, I, loved, I, I love that whole bit. Well, and I love too that like the way this film ends set up the future of like Peter Parker, like the poor college student, which is a classic Spider-Man storyline as well, too. Yep. It's a great trope. Yeah. In the Spider-Man verse Uh, that we've seen before. And like just living in a crappy uh, apartment in Brooklyn. Uh, Now nobody knows who he is. Yeah. No. This movie is sorry. Not Brooklyn. Captain America's Brooklyn. Spider-Man is Queens. Yeah. He is Queens. Um, Man, there's so many, so many big things that can that can come of all this. Like, shit. It's like one of those things to where, like, I know you and I are both like, sure, let's give Spider-Man a few years to breathe after this, but we need confirmation that Tom Holland is going to return as Spider-Man in a fourth Spider-Man film. Yep, and everything that he's saying is like, I'm not doing it. Is what it all like points to. Yeah, there's something that came with him today that that that, that said he would like to continue playing Spider-Man, but he doesn't know like when. Hopefully, Uncharted flops. So, oh like, man, it's got Spider-Man. it's got Mark Wahlberg in it. I have no interest in seeing Uncharted. I didn't. I I did play like one of the Uncharted games. It's a good game, solid game. I love the games, but like both characters are fifteen years yeah. too young for I the mean, roles that they are playing. There, actors, there's I a reason say. they made so many of those fucking games. Uh, they're they're fantastic. I don't give a shit. I don't want to see this movie. I have absolutely no business watching this. I don't care. Okay, uh, but. The people that want to see Mark Wahlberg in movies are the same people who are going to be super excited to see Tom Holland in a in a Henley in a white Henley true. shirt, just jumping around and sweating and with muscles. Uh, 
so real quick too before we talk about uh or i think we're looking forward to most next year i just want to point out too that there was a bunch of great stuff that we liked that like did not make our top 10 list which shows like how strong this year was like we both yeah, liked, we talked last year about how shitty it was oh, no. none of those shows would have shows or movies that we saw last year would have cracked the top 10 this year and none of them would have no but like we both liked the pilot for superman and lois we both liked uh whatchamacallit jupiter's legacy we both liked old uh we both liked master of the universe we liked marvel's what if we liked why the last man uh we liked the eternals a lot we, we liked, liked the king man yeah the king's man a lot and the Falcon guardians Wars. of the galaxy video yeah. game yeah and falcon War soldier we already mentioned we liked all those stuff and i really think for any other year those things would have been completely reasonable uh contenders in our top 10 yeah i mean probably for the the back half <laughs> but yeah, yeah absolutely uh so uh do you know what you're looking forward to the most for next year yeah and i said at some point i don't know if it was on air or off that i had like five but i'm gonna give you one and okay. i'm gonna take two okay so you go first okay i have one i think i know, and... what, I think I know what you're gonna say too. okay can you guess what my one is Oh yeah, I sure can. Uh, yours that you're going to say that you're most excited for uh, is going to be Black Adam. Just kidding. I know, I know how much you fucking hate that. It's Moon Knight, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. Even when we first started doing this podcast, and we talked about like we could have any comic adapted. Who would it be? Like I, I always said, Moon Knight. Uh, I watched the trailer, which Matt talked about earlier. The trailer was amazing. I cannot wait for this adaptation. March thirtieth seems forever away. Yeah. Um, so I've got two. Can you guess either one of them? You get uh, the you Batman. Get two no. Uh. Uh-uh. Really? Nope. Nope. Other TV shows. Uh, let me see. One is a television show. Oh, they're both television shows. Okay. They're both television shows. Okay. So Lord of the Rings. Nope. Yeah. Okay. So Moon Knight. Nope. Obi Wan Kenobi. There you go. Obi-Wan, okay. baby. We're going to yeah. see Anakin back. We got fucking Ewan McGregor here. I'm Let's fucking go. Which there is no date yet for Obi-Wan, but it's supposed to come out next year or this yep. year. It is, it is slated for 2022. That's why it's, it's on the Sandman, your other one? It is. Yeah. Sandman is my other one. I cannot wait. That trailer Again, not dated, but also football. supposed to come out this year as well. Yep. Uh, I'm looking forward to both of those. And real quick, I'll just highlight some big stuff that's coming out this year. We're going to be talking about a lot more like Matt mentioned, our next episode is going to be about Peacemaker, uh, which we're looking forward to as well. And we we'll have, be talking about the first six episodes of that at that yes. point. Uh, the Batman, Moon Knight, Morbius, Doctor Strange 2, uh, Thor 3, Black Adam, the Lord of the Rings TV series, uh, the Black Black Panther 2 is supposed to come out, but with it late, I don't know if that'll happen. Uh, Aquaman 2 is supposed to be another one. We're going to get the She-Hulk, Miss Marvel, Secret Invasion, the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, the, Mar- the Marvel Halloween Special, uh, Andor as well, too. The other Star Wars spinoff. Uh, we're supposed to get uh, a Witcher spinoff series as well. So there's the Batgirl t- movie might might also be coming out this year, too. So there's a whole bunch of stuff. And I've only mentioned about half of the stuff, too, that's coming out. Yeah, I'm looking uh, at the ring or the not the ring. Uh <laughs> I was reading Lord of the Rings. I'm looking at the list here that we've got because we have a compiled list of everything 
slated and confirmed for this year. And holy shit, there's so, 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 so much. But yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. It's going to be a, a, another huge year. Yeah, I'm not uh, unless, expecting yeah. the emotional impact that we had with like one division and uh, no way home. But I think it's going to be an incredibly fun, cool year as well. Because like I don't think for like Moon Knight that there's going to be anything else like it that we've seen for the Marvel universe. Oh, uh, think- you know, you want to know something, Alex? You and I were supposed to talk about the Book of Boba. Fett. Okay, what? Where we are now with episode five, uh, would it it have made your top 10? I think, I think I added it into my top 10. I think it was already in there. Okay. But I think that in addition to, uh, talking about Peacemaker next week, we'll talk about episode six, eight, seven. Yeah. Yeah. It'll it'll be done. Yeah. So we'll, oh, seven, the last episode. Yep. Oh, there you go. We can, we can recap that series as well. Perfect. That'll work. Because we we had planned to talk about that at the at the top of the episode, sure. didn't happen. Yeah, deal with it, y'all. Uh, Wait two weeks, bitches. Okay, well, I think that's gonna wrap it up for this week's episode. But <laughs> uh, if you haven't already started, watch Peacemaker on HBO Max. Once already started, it is it's well worth the watch. Uh, I couldn't. Obviously. I couldn't not. I cannot confirm or deny. I have not seen a single moment. But based off where this was, this was like why I finished in the ranking for both of us there's a high chance that we'll end up liking the series uh, already. Uh, but otherwise, you can use the henchman of comics at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, I, I have a strong feeling that uh, Peacemaker is going to crack my top 10 at the end of this year. Just saying. I can't confirm or deny that that's the case, but I got a, I got a good feeling. Um, uh, for henchman of comics, you can find us at Instagram and Facebook and wherever your mom likes to shop for her sex toys or there. I'm Alex Ashback. And I am not the mighty, mighty Boston's anymore. Pinching and easy. Uh-huh.